Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma, a top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, to another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. <clears throat> After a couple of week hiatus for the, uh, the holidays, we are back. Scott Strandy with you today podcasting from a parking lot in Chandler, Arizona, as we go a little bit early tonight, but for very good reason. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? I am doing well. I am doing well, and uh, it's glad to see that you're doing the show from a parking lot, because uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's great. I'm in my I've got a little bit more space around me. I'm in, I'm in my my bedroom. So now that we've got that visual, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're going to a hockey game tonight. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, I was supposed to be. But you know what? Things don't always work out as planned. Right. So uh, you know what? We uh, we work Arizona, through it. You just love Arizona so much. You don't want to leave there. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, we can laugh instead of cry, so that's a good thing. Uh, as we uh, get going tonight, a uh, couple of things that I want to mention to our uh, listeners. We are early. I know that. We're doing it for very good reason. We are uh, celebrating the life of uh, the pioneer, the godfather of college hockey, I am told. I never had a chance to meet this gentleman, but uh, from, from what Coach Powers has told me, Coach Berman, uh, Jeremy Goltz, um, we have Coach Berman with us. We have Jeremy Goltz coming on board here in just a couple of minutes. And I got some uh, some uh, sound from uh, Coach Powers on Tuesday about one um, 
uh, Leo Golombiaski, if I've got that right. I think I'm close. Uh, we'll, we'll try again uh, when Jeremy comes on. But um, So anyway, that's how we're going to start the show. We're going to spend about a half hour or so talking about uh, the guy that made hockey, college hockey, really special uh, in Arizona. And we lost him this week at the uh, the age of 72. So uh, we'll, we'll chat about that. We'll chat a little bit about Wildcat hockey. We'll uh, introduce everybody to what's going on in the second half of the uh, season. And uh, without further ado, Stephen, take it away and let us know what's going on the uh, this weekend in the ACHA WCHL. And I'll connect with Jeremy. Yeah, so we've got some uh, we've got some big games this week. And actually, we're going to talk Arizona. We're going to talk a lot about Arizona Wildcats today. They actually are hosting uh, UNLV this weekend, so that's going to be a big uh, matchup too. Is of course the teams are now back from their uh, winter break and they're back to uh, to action. So that's going to be a big big series there in uh, Tucson there. And I'm sure there'll be uh, a moment of silence to honor uh, Leo. But uh, also going on this weekend too. In Oklahoma, they're going to be doing a battle at the edge. The uh, WCHL and the uh, ACHA hosting this. It's uh, going to feature um, uh, Minot State uh, Beavers. It's going to have uh, UCO Broncos. It's going to have, uh, let's see here, who else is on this? Oregon Ducks, uh, Illinois State uh, University, uh, Midland Hockey, and Oklahoma Hockey, of course, are all going to participate uh, in this Battle of the Edge uh, showcase, which is going to take place January 13th through the 16th. So uh, some good teams, of course, the two Oklahoma schools, because they are in that building. Oregon, uh, Illinois State is the top team. Um, Midland is in there. Of course, Minot State's the number one team. So it's it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a big series with that this weekend as well. Okay, well, you don't need to ramble any longer, because I've got Jeremy Goltz online with us, and we'll uh, we'll introduce Jeremy and get started. So, Jeremy, you got Scott, Stephen, and uh, Chad Berman. You know that guy? Hey, Chad Berman. How you doing, buddy? How are you doing, guys? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. This is going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so so where do we start? We lost uh, the Pioneer. I told Coach Powers this on Tuesday during his uh, media availability. I said, um, tell me about Leo. And he said, you hit it on the head. He was the pioneer. He was the guy that started college hockey. And uh, maybe we should start, guys, if I just play that clip for you so you can all hear it. Hold on one second. I'm going to start this off, uh, Coach, by talking about the uh, team down south because uh, we lost a, a pioneer uh, in the Ice Cats uh, in Leo. Um, just give me your thoughts on that and what he meant to uh, hockey here in the desert. He he was kind of the, like you said, the pioneer. He was the, like I, I called him, he's like the, the kind of the godfather of college hockey in our state. Started a program down there, uh, built it to incredible heights. I mean, back when I played and back, you know, in the, the early 90s through really 2000, it was it was cranking. They were getting 7,000 a night. He created uh, an, an environment, a college hockey environment that uh, this state hasn't seen since since this building, uh, since this year, you know. And so um, everything's connected with Leo. Like, he, he um, you know, gave Jeremy Goltz a chance and, and – and, uh, had him coach, you know, after he was done playing there, then Goldie gave me my chance. And so I, I, I don't think that any of this exists without his um, kind of vision of what college hockey could be down in Tucson. 
Okay, so talk about that rivalry, what you had with him, uh, because you guys had some fierce battles when you coached and played. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, it went on my freshman year. They had a 68-game win streak against ASU. Um, we snapped it my freshman year, and then by my junior year, we had swept them, uh, much to Leo's chagrin. And then uh, I was lucky enough, my first year as a head coach was his last year. And, uh, and I think my record against U of A was 41 and 1. So we, we flipped the script on him pretty good, but um, he did so many great things. They had some really, really, really good teams that, uh, I mean, they, I think they had like Alaska Anchorage down and, and beat them one time back in the, the late 80s, early 90s, um, and, and did some really good things. They were very good. He, was, he, he did a hell of a job. Coach, I appreciate it. So there you go, guys. Uh, you had a chance to hear from, from Coach Berman. Uh, Jeremy, let's start with you. Just your thoughts and, and what you can add to that. Yeah, I mean, ironically, um, <clears throat> Paus was the first guy he texted me. He he let me know, um, you know, hey, have you heard this? And obviously the memories start stirring up. And, you know, in our talk, and that's the conclusion we came to, like, man, mullet doesn't need happen without Leo. I mean, he, think about this, 79, he goes down there, um, has half a sheet to work with. And, you know, 10, 15 years later, he's got a, a beautiful facility. He's got 7,000 in the stands. He's the ringleader. We used to call him the ringleader of the circus. Um, <laughs> you know, he had some great characters down there. He, he in what he used to do, and I heard him do this on one of his old coach shows, um, he used to equate kind of the, the ice cats to, he was a big wrestling guy, WWF. And he's like, that's the show I want to put on in Tucson. And not only was he a great, you know, hockey influence, but he was a showman. He knew exactly what the crowd was looking for, the atmosphere, um, brought in some character players and man, those were just golden years. And then obviously it became the blueprint for what Arizona hockey could be. Um, it, it, I mean, him, he, he, he made that decision and look where it is now. Here we are with Berm doing his thing. You know, obviously Powell's has gone to pretty big places with mullet. Um, it's pretty cool, and it all traces right back to that, man. So I think everybody needs to understand that and know that. Very well Coach put. Berman, Coach Berman, I, from, hold on a second. Go ahead, okay, Stephen. Well, I just want to ask Coach Berman. You know, he, uh, Jeremy was talking about Mullet Arena. You guys are going to be working on getting your building uh, going here. So how cool – I mean, it's kind of cool that, you know, that's that's happening too, and that's that can all be traced back to, to Leo and starting everything up back then. Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, I'm, this program is certainly myself. I'm not here without Leo and the foundation he, he created. And um, I think, you know, I think Goldsey hit it on the head. He was more than a coach. He was a showman. Um, and so obviously uh, my knowledge of him is secondary through a heck of a lot of conversations during alumni weekends and, and stuff like that. But I do, I remember talking to Tim Gasson about him a lot. And Tim would always say, the thing about Leo is say what you want. The trains always uh, arrived on time. And he just always emphasized the show he put on, the atmosphere, the intermission games. Like, I know I know 
I know about his intermission games because the stories of those live on. Like there was buckets of cash and a shovel at the crease type of stuff. Um, <laughs> I, it was like a, yeah, it was, it was like the price is right of hockey. So um, very unique story and situation. Um, and obviously, again, I'm not here with, without him creating this and what we have today. And um, certainly our fan base um, knows that. And we're going to celebrate him this Friday night with a moment of silence. Um, and, and hopefully they come out for that and, Everybody knows, you know, where this thing started. I have people of all ages that come up and ask me questions about Leo and stuff. And, and I enjoy it because that's a rich part of our history. And it's just another layer of, um, you know, having being the head coach of this, this program is an honor and a responsibility because of that rich tradition to give back to all those people. And, and hopefully we make them proud and continue to, uh, to do so. Um, and certainly Leo is another person I think of in that context. Jeremy, I don't know if you're able to hear that. I, I, I forgot I have headphones on, so I hear them loud and clear. You you probably don't, but uh, Chad just kind of reiterated what you said and talked about um, uh, Leo's ability to, to have uh, between period shows and, and the fact that there's going to be a moment of silence uh, Friday night and the fact that I, I think it would be really cool if we pack that place. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Do you, you want to just pack that building uh, to the rafters on Friday night in just memory of Leo? Absolutely. I mean, that's once again, none of us are here without that guy. And, um, you know, it, what's cool about this, Scott, when also, too, when, um, you know, so my jersey was retired last year, and you get in those moments, and, you know, you think you want to say a, a million things, and there's a lot of emotion going on. And, and you know, I, you get outside of that thing, I look back, and I'm like, my Lord. I never think coach G. Um, so I'm especially grateful for the opportunity to talk about uh, him and, you know, obviously his legacy. Um, the, the one thing too, you know, that I kind of want to add is, you know, a lot of people got to know him as a coach. I was an assistant with him for six years and as firm can attest to, you get pretty close to your assistants and I got to see, kind of another side of the guy, his, his humor, um, his passion for things. And when you're, when you're with someone day in and day out like that, you kind of really understand what drives him um, and how motivated they really are and, and how hard it really was to do um, what he did. He was, he was a huge, you know, uh, White Sox guy, for example, and I was a Cubs guy and on a daily basis. I remember one present he gave me, he, you know, I was a Chicago guy, and one present he gave me, this is just typical him, um, you know, it was a birthday or something, I can't remember what it was, and I show up in the office and open up something. Well, he got me a Michael Jordan autograph, which, you know, I always wanted, who wouldn't? But of course, oh, it was in, in a White Sox uniform. That was just <laughs> that was just how he went about his business. He always had a little, you know, a little like stick it to you kind of attitude, and he got a kick out of that. But just little moments like that, um, you know, are the things that I've been kind of reflecting on a lot lately. But you know, obviously, this man needs to be honored and honored in the right way. Um, and absolutely, a, a full house would be would be unbelievable at the old madhouse. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's 100% correct. I, I don't know what else you could do that would be better, but let me ask you this, and uh, Jeremy, then we'll get back to Chad with a question, but um, 
when when you start a program like this, we're talking in the seventies, right? And uh, we all know how big it got, but but do you have any idea what uh, Coach G, if I can call him that too, um, what he might have uh, been going through and what he may have thought as uh, as he was building this to go like, you know, this is a dream, and but how do I fulfill this dream? How do I do it? Well, you know, one, he obviously was, he, he always had a very strong vision. He always know, you know, knew what he wanted it to look like. Um, I think honestly, it probably started off as just, uh, you know, a normal passion. And then when he got his footing and started seeing the caliber of players, for example, that he could attract, um, that's the one thing about him that I, I knew about him. He was always two steps ahead. Um, he, he always knew where he was, but more importantly, where he wanted to be. I mean, I can only imagine from rink issues to, you know, obviously detractors in town, you know, when, when, when there's success, there's natural people, you know, get jealous of success and whatever. Uh, he was a fighter, man. And you can attest to, you know, I know I've had this conversation actually with Berm and Powell's when you get to a certain place and, uh, a program has success. That's when people want to come in. They want to be a part of it. Very few people want to put in the groundwork and, and be there at the beginning. Um, and he was, he was very driven, very motivated and really put a lot on his back. He'd go out, he'd get sponsors. He, he knew everybody in town. I remember him, um, you know, going on his, on his tours, you know, shaking hands with people, um, getting to know people in town. And he made himself, you know, in reality, a fabric of the community by doing that. And uh, when he finally cut the deal with PCC, I'm not sure what year it was, um, the crowd followed him and the town followed him. And it was really, it was really a unique, special environment. It was the wrestling circus that he always dreamt that it would be. And, um, Man, what an atmosphere. It really was it was special. We all obviously the boys have been talking a lot this week and the stories are pouring out. Um how absolutely insane uh those times were and how special it was to all of us. Coach, let me ask you this. Um knowing what Leo did and how he started it, and uh when you came in to Tucson um, you had a reclamation project on your hands and the job that you've done, how much did you rely on his success and, and maybe uh, his blueprint to uh, to get the Wildcats back to where they are right now? Um, if I may be honest, uh, his success was annoying enough to be my bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, all I heard was, why do you do things more like Leo? The first month I remember hearing that always. And I'm like, I haven't even like sat down yet. Um, uh, same with Sean Hogan too. Sean had it was Sean was a politician type um, and did a great job here. And um, so honestly, my first you know year or so was a lot of like Leo did this, Sean did this, and and I mean that purely as a compliment. That that means they did a, made great connections, did a lot of great things. But um, I do think there's a responsibility. I know I touched on it before, but um, you know coming here, you wanna you wanna leave the program better than you than you got it. Um, and that's a that's a big task here because of the rich history and and, and um, the different uh, things we have at our fingertips. So, um, but to me, I love a challenge. I, I mean, I, I want that. I embrace that. I think pressure is a great thing. That means much is expected, and certainly he set those expectations, and hopefully, I can um, help to you know live up to those expectations and beyond. 
Yeah, well put. Steven, you got a question for Coach Berman or for Jeremy? Yeah, well, I, I was reading through some things about uh, Leo, and I came across this in an article about his life, and, uh, you know, talking about the growth of the uh, Arizona uh, program. And, I, and one of the things it mentions here is that he got kind of a boost financially back in the <laughs> 80s when his wife won the uh, won a lottery jackpot with $900,000. So, yeah, so I what? actually heard – no, I'm, I'm going to let Jeremy take it from here, but <laughs> – I actually heard she won two lotteries, so this is like one of the biggest stories I know about the fam. But uh, I'll let Goldsey touch on it; he probably knows better. Goldsey, um, yeah, I know you probably didn't hear that, but uh, Stephen brought up the point that um, Coach G got a little boost from a uh, a winnings, if you will, of his wife. So, uh, uh, Coach wants to let you go on with that story. So, tell us a little bit about how those uh, lottery winnings helped Arizona hockey. Well, you know what, man? I, I, I think it's the – I mean, I know what happened. It's something he never talked about. There's a rumor that they they actually won it twice. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, once again, he was, he, was, uh, he was one of those guys you could flat out ask him about it, and he would uh, – he wouldn't deny it, but he'd always change the topic on stuff like that. He was very um, – he, he was very careful uh, with who he trusted. And I think that was, that was part of his mystique a little bit. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, there's the stories and that helped and all that stuff. But, you know, I think the biggest piece of this thing is this guy just, he pounded the pavement. Um, he worked. I remember even there was, there was times where the players, in one week we'd go to three or four um like signing events at different places i remember going to a coffee place one time um i remember going to you know a steakhouse one time um that guy just put it in man and he he really endeared himself to um to the community as a whole and when when it, the crowd started getting big, it was the community that was coming out. Um, and what it did is it, it was, we became like local legends. I remember, I remember I was a freshman walking through the supermarket and some young, you know, 10 year old guy came up to me and asked me for my autograph. Well, I was an 18 year old <laughs> kid, you know, shopping at, you know, Albertsons or whatever. And, I think at that point it kind of made me realize like, wow, we are really a part of something special. Um, and it was his hustle, man. It was his hustle and it was his work and it was his vision that um, just drove this thing from day one. I don't know how he did it, but the stamina on this man um, was incredible. I want to follow that up with Coach Berman because I watched him sign some autographs, but I think it was for his two kids. <laughs> yeah that's my fan base so <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so i, I want to touch one more time on just how this grew hockey in the desert because when i started this company seven years ago um my thought was okay greg powers has taken his team to ncaa uh level uh i'm not sure if they're going to get any coverage or not but i'm going to be there to give coverage at the same time you know i can't just cover one team so i said i'm going to adopt uh, the ACHA and, and you guys know this and I'll, I'll be honest with you that my first year, 
uh, when I met Chad and and uh, the guys up at UNLV and Arizona State and everywhere, I was going like, oh my goodness. I went to Coach Powers and I go, is this ACHA thing for real? <laughs> and he said, he said, yeah, I, I kind of robbed the kitchen at Arizona State and Chad's got his hands full kind of re reclaiming everything that is Arizona hockey with big, big shoes to fill or skates to fill, I should say. And uh, UNLV was uh, at the Ice ca- ice Castle, uh, Cala- Palace, I don't remember what it is, uh, up in Vegas, Stephen probably does. But uh, So when I saw it, I thought, what in the world's happening? And then uh, seven years later now, I couldn't be more proud to say that we cover ACHA, NCAA, and AHL hockey in the western half of the U.S. because I think this conference right now, guys, is, is the very best that ACHA M1 has to offer. So, Coach, your chance to, uh, to to blow your own horn on this one. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'll do that, but I'll certainly represent the ACHA in this conference. It's uh, It gets better every year. I've been in this league now like 10, 11 years, and it's uh, it's amazing to watch the development. I mean, just le- just look at a matchup this weekend. We've got a, uh, an incredibly talented team in UNLV coming into our building, which – you know, maybe that's fitting. Maybe that represents everything that this celebration Friday uh, will be uh, in terms of Leo and and honoring him. But um, in some ways, it's reflective of just how tough this conference is. Uh, you know, the, the top five team in UNLV, they're as talented as they get. It's going to be a fast, physical game. Um, you know, and obviously I've got – you look out on the other side of the aisle there, in our conference with UCO, it's um, – there There literally are no nights off. Um, you know, and I, and I find it – the, mo- the, the time I really realize it the most is we've got a lot of D3 transfers on our team. And every single one that comes in, I'll, I'll give them the conversation. This league's better than you think. Um, come hungry, ready, prepared to, to win a job if you want ice time. And almost all of them tell me I, it was better than I thought, and it's not what I expected. Um, it's not just good hockey. It's professional. The broadcasts are good. Um, everybody's growing. I've got to know, you know, the majority of the coaches in the league. There's a lot of really good coaches that you can just sit on a phone for an hour with and talk hockey and, um, and feel like you, uh, are humbled by how much they know. And so, um, couldn't say enough great things about the ACHA, especially our conference. And on top of that, uh, Chris Perry to me is the best, uh, commissioner we could possibly ask for. And, um, he does a tremendous job of, of helping to professionalize that, everything that goes on here. And you mentioned so much about the the ACHA and how much it's grown. Actually, the roots of the ACHA, the formation of the of the league back in the late '80s. Of course, it's been around now for 30 years playing games. Goes back to Leo. He was he was instrumental at, along with other guys like uh, Al Murdoch, Joe Patino, others in other places of forming that uh, the ACHA. Yeah, the Mount Rushmore of the ACHA, we'll call it, eh? <laughs> Jeremy, I know you probably didn't hear that either, but uh, they were talking about Leo being kind of uh, one of the guys that founded the ACHA way back in the day as well. Oh, absolutely! He was one of the uh, he was one of the original cast. I mean, I could think of uh, Al Murdoch, who uh, I believe the cup's still named after uh, yep. Joe yes. Batista. And, yeah, the Murdoch um, Cup. Yep. Penn State. He was he was definitely the OG. Um, there were like 10 major programs. Uh, Illinois was big back then. Uh, Ohio, always big. Um, yeah, but he, they all came together and, um, man, what they've done, I can speak from it from the youth side. I mean, there's kids going all over the United States being able to play ACH hockey. I have a, I have a kid played for me last year's in Alabama. 
you know, you, you, you can say that, you know, even five years ago, um, you know, how this thing has expanded, how's it, how it's grown. Kids can get, you know, play college hockey, get different, uh, school experiences, you know, obviously our state, you know, what, what Chad has done, you know, uh, ASU, NAU, um, GCU. I mean, look at our state alone is just, a a monster for ACH hockey and what it's doing. It's given a lot of very, very good hockey players that college experience, which, you know, it's that, you know, I, I was on prior shows talking about, it. it's the ultimate dangling carrot. It's the ultimate experience to play college hockey and wear a college Jersey. And ACHA has done that. And it's, and it's continuing to grow on the women's side. I get to work with women now who are, uh, I have four of them actually that just went to Utah last year and are playing there. Um, these are, these are just cool opportunities for these kids that they get to go to school, they get to represent, you know, their college and continue to play hockey at a, at a very high level. So, you know, to think it started with a group of, you know, 10 guys and where it is now is, uh, you know, it's absolutely unbelievable. Brian Moran has done, I mean, that guy's been there forever. I don't know what his capacity is now, but that guy's been there forever as well. It's just fun to see some of the original guys finally getting uh, the due that they deserve because they've done it. They've done a heck of a job with this. Okay. Final one, final one for me, for you guys is uh, um, when, when you think about the professionalism and Chad brought it up and, and I always tell him that, and I tell all the coaches that is that I can see, you know, maybe 12, 14, 16 teams that uh, I can't tell the difference when they travel, if they're uh, ACHA M1 or if they're NCAA D1, because uh, they look so professional, they handle themselves so well. Uh, Jeremy, you can speak to this probably better than Chad can, but um what was Leo's motto in that? Did he see that professionalism on and off the ice as well? I take it he did when he had you guys signing autographs at stores. Oh, absolutely. He was, he, well, he was really good at it. He was letting the, you know, he let us be ourselves. He let the characters be character. And he had some characters, Kelly Walker and Johnny Allen, the name too. Um, but when it came down to that uniform, when it came down to, game day when it came down to representing ourselves in the public um you know he made it very clear that we're representing a university and um you know we respected that we honored that and you know man it was it was it was really you didn't plan on that when you went there but it was really a cool byproduct of being able to represent a university to the community and his professionalism, the way he, you know, dealt with people, um, his passion for people and shaking hands and signing autographs. It really, it fed us and it, and it, you know, it ran through us. And I think we took a lot of pride in doing that as well, but absolutely. I mean, that was, that was a big thing that he demanded and we all respected for sure. Coach, uh, with uh, you being in charge now for the last, what, seven years or so, um, how important is that to you to continue on that process? I don't know if you, I mean, I think I know you well enough to know that you have your own standards, but uh, I'm sure Leo's uh, 
tradition and footprint kind of carried that over too for you. Yeah. And it's again, just back to what he built. Like I think my, my favorite part of our program is the platform of opportunity it presents. Um, like we can raise because we get these huge crowds that have a big following. I mean, we've got 30 year season ticket holders. That's insane. Um, and that's why they're talking to me about the other two coaches from the past. Right. I mean, but the platform of like, we can raise nine, $10,000 for the UA cancer center for a pink the rink event. We can go to a, a children's hospital, um, and make their day. We can go to a classroom and it'd be the funnest part of the, the kids recess and they go home and tell their parents. Um, and again, that's back to what he built. That platform doesn't exist without him. It's another one of those things that I think is a, is more than an opportunity. It's a responsibility um, to connect with our community uh, as much as we can. And obviously, we want to sell tickets. You want to promote. Um, but it's more than that to me. It's about connecting with, this, with the city of Tucson and um, getting to know people here in my last eight years or whatever I've been here now. Um, it's just been a, a, a tremendous honor and an opportunity I would have never had had it not been for Leo. Jed, we appreciate your time. Jeremy, appreciate your time as well. Thanks for coming on and be a part of this. Uh, I, I know when you reached out to me, I had already had the wheels in motion because uh, I was reaching out to you as well. But we certainly appreciate your time. Uh, I, I hope that uh, that Friday night is a, is a sellout. I mean, uh, if we got to bring people in from anywhere, we'll bring them in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that'll be awesome. Jeremy, Jeremy Goltz, thanks for joining us. Uh, Coach Berman, hang in there a minute because we got to talk about your weekend coming up as well. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeremy. All right, guys. That was Jeremy Goltz, uh, one of the guys that uh, I, I, I got to call Jeremy a pioneer, too. Can I say that, Coach Berman? Can I call him a pioneer? Because he, he's got his number retired. Um, he's uh, He's been a big part of being a, a wildcat right yeah of course i mean it's i got two numbers hanging in my rafters and and he's one of them with kelly walker there uh you know and, and i think you know especially his situation being a player uh, a top-notch defenseman uh, a coach here a guy who's created mission hockey in the state of arizona this is that's just jeremy somebody who puts his money where his mouth is and his footprint on this community and on hockey in the state of arizona I mean, there's pillars of people. He, he's been as impactful, uh, perhaps, as a Leo, as a, as a Greg Powers, and, and, and that's stuff that makes me proud of the, the different kind of things we can do out here out west of all places. Okay, I'm going to let Stephen jump in with a question uh, again for you in just a minute, but uh, I have to ask you that because you brought up Coach Powers, and, and like I said, I started the show with uh, his words, but you guys have a fierce rivalry between Arizona and Arizona State. That Cactus Cup means everything to both of you and um i think it's so cool and i think this is how you grow the game when you guys can come together for a common cause and and we hate it to be a tribute to somebody that's passed away but you know i mean that just tells you how much you guys are invested in growing the game too am i right on that well, you know, sometimes your friends have beliefs that just don't align, and he happens to wear a sweater that I find disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have tremendous, tremendous respect for Greg Powers. He's a very intelligent hockey mind, a very hard worker. Um, obviously, what he's done there speaks for itself, and um, uh, certainly he makes the ACHA proud in what he's done and continues to do. Um, we always set the rivalry aside, at least I do, <laughs> when it comes to uh, maybe I'll make a Whataburger <laughs> joke on occasion, but, you know, something like that, but nothing, nothing major. Um, 
I mean, at the end of the day, I think especially coach to coach, we all kind of go through the same experiences and, um, you know, that stuff settled on the ice, but um, it's always a pleasure to come together with other great universities who are helping to contribute to the cause as well. Okay, well, I'm going to you know, be, you guys are, well, no, hold on one second. One you, second. You, no, you got it. You, hold on a second. I'm going to lead to you because I'm going to tell uh, everybody a little behind the scenes. Over the Christmas holiday, Coach Berman was gracious enough to let me use his office. And I told him, I said, man, I'm looking at your board here, and I, I don't know if I can put together a lineup. And he said, good luck, I think. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Coach, when you're playing the team that Stephen follows probably the closely in his hometown, um, how are things? And how are things getting going? And then, Stephen, go ahead and fire away with your question. Uh, it's great. We're, you know, we're anxious to get back after it after being away for about a month. Um, we felt like we were on a good little roll, a good seven-game streak there uh, before the break. And so everybody would always ask me, well, do you really want to take a break when you're going hot? Yes, we, we really did want a break. And so we're grateful to kind of reset mentally and physically. Um, we've added two really important pieces that we think are going to make a big difference on our uh, on our roster here for down the stretch. Um, and, you know, I think I'd be lying if there wasn't some fear involved. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you ask, honestly, UNLV too, it's – um, as coaches, we're problem solvers and we got a problem right now. And that's that we're going to both be rusty. Who's going to handle it better. Um, it's going to be a challenge. And so really excited for the weekend, focused on the opportunity. Um, and you know, at the same time, I don't mind being completely honest with you. At the same time, when you play an opponent like a UNLV, it's almost scary. Uh, when you play an Adrian, it's almost scary because you know, you got to play your best to win and, um, you can kind of feel. I think fear can be a very motivating factor. You can kind of feel that in our guys' preparation this week. Um, they understand that we've got a tremendous challenge ahead of us. All right. I want to I want to bring this up because uh, this kind of goes back to Arizona, Arizona State. Thing. Uh, I don't know if you watched uh, Jeopardy regularly, but uh, on last night's Jeopardy, uh, <laughs> University of Arizona got a little bit of uh, love, but not. But the contestants didn't know anything about it. Here, I'm going to play a clip here. Oh, boy. 16. University of Arizona students know that the Ave is 4th Avenue in this city. Fun by day and night. Max. <laughs> what is Tempe? No. Connor, Suzanne? You guessed the wrong one. That's Arizona State. It's Tucson. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You so, guys are on Jeopardy. <laughs> unfortunately, nobody knew where University of Arizona was. So I don't know. That, yeah, he picked, right. Exactly. He, picked the wrong, he picked the wrong place. He picked Tempe, which... <laughs> we actually had something else cool happen today. We made an announcement about uh, some New Jerseys uh, that, we, that we posted on Twitter and social media and stuff. And um, Grinaldi from uh, Spit and Chicklets reposted it saying ACHA, baby, with exclamation points. So awesome for us and awesome for the ACHA that you know, 60,000 plus people had looked at that I, as of this morning. Who knows where that's at now? Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah talk about, talk about these, uh, these jerseys. I was going to ask you about that. So bring, I don't know if you brought that up. I mean, these are some uh, pretty rad looking jerseys that, uh, that came out uh, that you guys have. Are you guys going to wear them this weekend? I'm guessing, right? Yeah. And we're, we're excited about it. Um, you know, we like to have a third Jersey every year. It's something we kind of started doing about six years ago. It's a win-win. It gives a, Gives us a fresh look every year. We get a different set of jerseys, and then we'll auction off one of them and keep the cycle moving. So um, this year, at the end of the year in February, we'll be wearing our red jerseys, and we'll uh, auction those off in the Friday game, and uh, fans will have a chance to come down and um, get a game-worn red jersey. And then you know next year, we'll generate a new one. And so this year, we happen to have come up with a design um, 
a Navy design. I hate to say this. Duke Litwin, I think, had his fingerprints all over it. Um, <laughs> he was sending me images all summer. Um, and this is what we came with. And so the boys uh, came up with this design. It looks good. It looks clean. And um, obviously, it makes that big A pop, which we're excited about. And so, um, yeah, we're pretty excited to, to bring in a new uh, new look this week. So, yeah, so you, you mentioned so the, the players came up with it. How did the process come to, come to be when you guys are coming up with what these, uh, these jerseys are going to look like? So the players are involved in this? Yeah, so after the season, like, you know, things dial down, we will usually take a couple weeks off and then we'll start workouts. And that's about where the discussions happen. Of let's start coming up with designs. And I'm sure I think we're going to design a new red next year. And so I'm sure we'll have those conversations in about end of March, April. So let me ask you this, Coach. Uh, red, blue, white, cactus. What uh, What's your favorite? What, what would you, you prefer if you had a choice, if you designed yeah. it? America colors. Um, I don't know. I got my son. My son's drawn like 300 <laughs> different options at home. Uh, he's got a whole portfolio of options, so maybe that's a better question for him. Um, you, can't, you can't go wrong with the red, white, and blue colors. There's just so much you can do. Um, and I think, you know, we had tinkered with a, some gray and some black, and I wouldn't say we wouldn't go back to it, but it just it's too good to go red, white, or blue, and so, or navy, I should say. Um, so, yeah, we're excited to kind of get the new jerseys out there. It's The bookstore's selling them. Um, they've got white jer- everybody's been emailing where can we get white jerseys where can we get the red jerseys where can we get the navy jerseys and i'm happy to say that the bookstore is selling them they'll have them at the games as well um we are kind of uh chuckling as a staff uh, administratively because <laughs> we don't think they realize how many they're about to sell and that they better grab start making more because um, we think it's going to be a just a huge success in that regard yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's get into this game thing before we let you go. Um, UNLV's had a little time off. Now, they were they were playing pretty well at the break. You obviously were playing very well at the break. Uh, I looked at that list on your uh, your board in your office, and I'm not giving the governor names, but man, oh, man, you, you have some decisions to make. And are they making them for themselves, or are you actually able to make some of them? Absolutely. Competition's a beautiful thing, uh, especially when you add a – an impact defenseman and you add an impact forward, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it creates a lot of emotions in the locker room. I mean, today we worked on our power play and a lot of things surface of, uh, you know, it's, it, I think competition is a great thing for your culture. It, it brings the best out of guys on a day-to-day basis. Um, and a great, and I'm also grateful. We got a great group here that supports each other and understands that, um, you know, we're all battling for the same cause here. So, um, it's, it's part of the process. You know, we're, we're excited for the weekend. We, we're curious to see what we've got with a couple of new guys. And um, we're curious to see if we can, you know, build off of what we've kind of created to this point. We we felt like uh, similarly last year we had a hot streak going into Christmas break um, and just didn't really quite reach the level that we wanted to in the second semester. So we're looking forward to that challenge and certainly doesn't get any more challenging um, than bringing in a top five team like the Rebels into town who are as skilled as they come in the ACHA. All right, Steven, you got one final one for coach. Yeah, so when you look at the when you look at the the rankings, the first rankings of 2023 came out and you guys are sitting right now at 15 and you got a series with UNLV coming up and then in a few weeks from now you come to Vegas and play UNLV. Uh, so you got four games against UNLV here in this this second half. So these have got to be Obviously, these are going to be really important games for your guys' team to see where you guys are at. But just to try to make some climbing in the uh, in the in the rankings, how are you guys going to be able to to do that? You know, four four games against UNLV over the next month or so. 
Yeah, I mean, we only play tough games. So we got four with UNLV, <laughs> yeah. four with ASU. That's true. Two, yeah. two with Utah. Um, and so, you know, like, we'd better elevate our game this semester. We'd better take a step forward because certainly I'm sure they expect to, too. Um, yeah, this I think this game's this weekend's massive. I mean, UNLV right now is, uh, you know, trying to stay undefeated in the conference um, to make sure they stay in stride with UCO out there for, for a conference championship. So there's a lot of things on the line here, and that's that's the way it should be in a good conference. Um, you know, these games are, like I said, I, I, I love playing th- these kinds of games because they're fast, they're competitive, they're physical. Um, everything's on the line, and, and certainly all that's coming to a head here this weekend. All right, Friday, Saturday night, correct? Correct. All right, and uh, what what's the rest of the schedule look like for those that haven't followed it very closely? Give us some highlights. Are you are you actually playing at Mullet this year, or are you going to play at Oceanside again? Yeah, we do. Uh, February first, we're going to be playing uh, the ACHA team there at Mullet Arena, um, and so we're looking forward to that. Um, I actually was able to go to Mullet uh, over Christmas break and take my son to his first hockey game to watch the Colorado Avalanche there, and. I was able to text Greg, and I'm like, man, Greg, uh, when I was able to take my eyes off Cal McCarr, it looks like a pretty awesome building you got there. <laughs> Great environment for an NHL game, right? Hold, so hold yeah. on a minute. I'm there watching the game, and you didn't even come and say hello. You didn't see me sitting at the media post. You were at the game? No, I didn't know you were there. Yeah. Well, Scott, you're way up high in Mullet, though, right? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I'm in the lobby, by the way. I could get myself some Venezia's pizza quite easily from where I sat. Uh, anyway, um, I'll let you go on this one, Coach, because uh, because I thought this was funny. I'm listening to the local sports radio here in Phoenix, and they said the Coyotes will be playing the San Jose Sharks. That was last night. So they said they'll be playing the Sharks tonight at the Hair house. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm going like really? They're calling it the hair house? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's Mullet Arena, folks. And anyway, I thought that was uh, quite comical. That that was uh, probably the biggest sports. Well, they call themselves the sports leader in in Arizona. But anyway, they're playing at the hair house. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> okay, coach. Thanks so much for joining us. I always appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll catch up to you soon. Okay. Thanks for having me. Great catch up to you guys. Absolutely. That's Coach Chad Berman from the uh, University of Arizona Wildcats. Stephen and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk a little more ACHA hockey, see, and wrap up. Is it isn't Mola <laughs> Arena a great place to watch an NHL game? See, you got to see a game there. It's great. Shang Peng is saying it's a great – he can't wait to see playoff games there. I mean, it's just a great NHL environment. Oh, please. Stop it. <laughs> I can't just wait to see it for it. myself in a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. This one here is for Coach, and then we'll get into uh, – into the rest of our partners. Hello, hockey fans. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. That's just the kind of guys he puts out there, folks. There's never a doubt that there's going to be quality coming out of that group. All right, we'll be right back. So you're a few weeks into the season, and that brand-new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. 
championship pedigree, world-class coaching, and first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you, and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors, 
in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Hello, hockey fans. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Indeed, you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Chandler, Arizona. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, where I understand you've had a little rain and cold weather up there lately. Yeah, we've had some rain. We've had some rain. It's uh, certainly un- unusual to get rain here in the mouth that we have. Obviously, California is really getting pounded with a lot of rain. Of course, some of that coming our way, too. So uh, what do you think about the people in California? Because it's been it's been a flood of ages there in uh, in California. So. Uh, but yeah, we've we've had some rain too, which which is nice. We need it, but you know, it's always one of those things. It's like we 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 pray for the rain to come here, and then when we get it, we complain because we have to either drive in it or we have to walk <laughs> in it, or you know, we can't go out because it's raining. You know, so it's, it's never convenient. But you know, yeah, but, you know, we can't. I, it's hard to please people. You know, it's you want the rain. Okay, if it comes, you can't complain about it. But I'm I'm guilty of it myself. I say, oh, we could, we could use rain. Then when it rains, ah, I wish it wasn't raining today. <laughs> Let's talk to Paul Hornstein about that uh, yeah. inclement weather stuff out <laughs> yes. on Long Island, New York. Anyway, um, so we're back. Uh, the Col- the Great West College Hockey Podcast back after a couple of weeks off. And uh, it couldn't be. I know you mentioned it while I was uh, connecting with Jeremy Gold's uh, the matchups. But, man, oh, man, it's like jumping right into the frying pan right now, isn't it, Stephen? Yes, it is. You know, some some teams I believe have. I'm sure UNLV and, and Arizona is part of this too. They've they've been practicing. I think at least this week, maybe even the week before, because there were some teams that did play last week uh, in the ACHA. But yeah, this is when it really the season really picks up again and goes uh, full steam from now until what end of February, the end of the regular season, and then of course those that make it to the national tournament will be will be uh, ready readying themselves for that in March in. Uh, in the city that has uh, clam chowder and lobster rolls and everything. <laughs> lobster <laughs> rolls. Mm, I'm yes. waiting on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, but yes, yeah, some, bi- some big games this weekend. Uh, I mentioned the, the thing that's happening in Oklahoma, the, uh, the WCHL putting that on with uh, some teams there with uh, central Oklahoma and with uh, Minot States participating in that. So that'll be good for uh, a top team like that. And central Oklahoma is up, th- up there too. So they might get to play them again. Uh, of course, Minot State just beat uh, Colorado State the other night too, um, so they continue their dominance. But yeah, you know you got Oregon's participating in this, Illinois State, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma, Minot State, Illinois State. So battle at the edge. Uh, so that's that's very cool. The uh, 13th through the 16th, and then yeah, and then in Arizona oh. this weekend you've got uh, you've got Arizona hosting uh, UNLV, uh, two really top tier programs there and and always 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 good intense games when those two teams play um 
each other. So it shouldn't be no shortage of that this weekend, especially uh, as they can honor Leo before the game on uh, Friday. Yeah, I think the best way to honor Leo, I said it before and I'll say it again, is fill that building, folks. I mean, even if you haven't been to a, a Wildcat hockey game, shame on you, first of all. But if you haven't been to one in a while, get out there, um, watch some great hockey, and, 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 and make Leo proud. Let him look down at this and go, you know what? Um, the, these guys are doing it right. Uh, let, let's get out. Let's fill that building. Let's, uh, let's see some pictures of a... a Locked and loaded building. If if I didn't have NCAA responsibilities this weekend, you know I would be there when I'm only 120 miles away or whatever it is. But unfortunately, I've got a, a big ASU uh, Minnesota State uh, series that I am going to have to be at. But uh, I will be watching on the stream and keeping tabs of what's going on uh, down in the old Pueblo. So all kinds I, of good I wanna, stuff. What I else you got? Well, I want to mention um, Leo's record while at Arizona – uh, he was there from 1979 to 2011, so a long time, as we mentioned that. Uh, 634, 217, and 23. Uh, 10 was equivalent to Elite Eights, eight Final Fours, and then the winning the ACHA National – or winning the National Championship in 1985. I guess it wasn't ACHA yet, but they they won the National Championship at that whatever they were, they were playing in at that time. Um, so that that's that's exciting. Obviously, the ACHA came along and started in 1991, and, of course, Leo was, was part of – Forming that, so, uh, so yeah, so that, a lot of history there, and a lot of a lot of history of winning. But he was also big in the sports realm in Arizona in general, especially in, in Pima County. There, he was involved in in uh, I think football and I think baseball too and stuff. So he was in, in, with high schools and stuff. So, uh, so he was kind of not just hockey. In fact, I think it says something in here in this uh, obituary about him. It says that uh, he all he guess he always said that baseball is my passion, hockey is my job. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Coach Berman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. And I want to mention also uh, that he's, that the, if you uh, still listen, I had to get a little dig in there. I just had to. <laughs> and by the way, Coach, tell Tanner to get on that uh, that ad because we need your ad uh, playing on this show if you're still listening because uh, we we've got a lot of ACHA programs, but we're missing that ad. And uh, my apologies for for losing the Tim Gasson feed when I moved it over to my new phone, but. Um, uh, we we need one so to give us an ad and we can start playing that every uh, Wednesday night as well. Um, I do want to uh, mention that the there's the the, the um, funeral mass for for Leo is going to be this Friday. Uh, weirdly, of all days, Friday the thirteenth, but that's how that's how it happened. Friday, January thirteenth, ten a.m. at Corpus Christ uh, Catholic Church, and then uh, and it says in lieu of flowers that people can make donations to uh, Saint. Uh, Proscopus Abbey, 5601 College Road, uh, Lisille, Illinois. As we mentioned, he's, he's originally from Chicago, too. Or Augie's Quest to Cure ALS, uh, P.O. Box 9886, Denver, Colorado, 90209. So that was research on your part. Yeah, I do a little bit of research on occasion. <laughs> I know you got a big game going on tonight. So you got Henderson, and who's, who's the uh, Silver Knights playing tonight? They're playing the Ontario Rain. Ooh, the Rain are coming to town. The rain, are, the rain are coming to town. We just had some rain. Now we've got this kind of rain here. So Get the rain out of town. <laughs> uh, TJ Tynan uh, was just named an all-star for the Pacific Division for the what AHL. What a player that kid is. All-stars. What a player. Um, Denier Maramanov, who's actually not with Henderson at the moment. He's actually not with, even with the Golden Knights because he got hurt. But uh, he was named for the uh, Silver Knights, uh, the AHL all-star. But uh, So we'll see how that shakes out. Cause, uh, but, yeah, but so TJ Tynan for Ontario. And people can go to the at AHL underscore ITHSW Twitter account. I put the graphic that the AHL sent out with the list of all the all-stars from the Pacific Division teams. 
Yeah, good stuff. I also got to mention the uh, Arizona State women's team went to Denver last weekend and got a sweep. So congratulations to Lindsay Ellis and her girls uh, from young women, I should say, from uh, Arizona State as they went to Denver and, and took care of business. So um, congratulations on that. We always like to keep tabs as best we can on the uh, ACHA um, WCH, WWCHL uh, M1 division easy, easy as well. For you. Easy for you to say. Nothing's easy for me to say. You know that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Everything's smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah, as I sit in a parking lot doing a podcast. But anyway, uh, we we really want to thank uh, everybody for for listening tonight, and hopefully this download will uh, will blow it up again because um, what a great story. Um, when you talk about hockey in the desert, especially collegiate hockey, you cannot talk about it without Leo. Uh, Coach G. I'm just going to leave it at that, Coach G. So take it away, my friend, and uh, we'll let you get off to the rink. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And check out their new location on Boulder Highway in Henderson. That's 308 North Boulder Highway. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue, Las Vegas style. Jurian and Sweets, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at Liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, on the TuneIn app, anywhere really you get your podcasts. Just Also, you can ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I think we have to get Paul Hornstein to give you some updates, though, because we've added some teams and some partners to uh, that. So, um, You're going to give me more to read? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to do that. That's good. Um, we love when people come on and join, <laughs> join us join us in, in the endeavors to cover the great, great sport of hockey in multiple levels. Absolutely. Um, I know you got to get going, so I'll say uh, good night tonight, but I do want to thank Jeremy Goltz uh, from Mission Hockey and the University of Arizona for joining us tonight and giving us some insight into Coach G uh, with the Arizona Wildcats. And, of course, Chad Berman, always great to have Coach on and uh, get some insight into the Wildcat program of now and the future. So um, we look forward to uh, seeing what happens this weekend as we lead ourselves now. The only thing I'm unfortunate to sad about, a lot of things about about the passing of, of Leo is, He's not going to be around, at least you know, from heaven he'll be able to see. He won't be around to see uh, Arizona's uh, building get done and, and opened up because uh, I'm sure he would have been really proud to see that, you know, just from where the program was when he started it, of course, now to where it's at today. Just one word on that. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, 
we'll let things go with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro, and I ask you to tune in again next week, Sunday night. It's uh, College Hockey West Live, Monday night, Analytics and Eyeballs. Tuesday night, College Hockey West Weekly. Wednesday night, the Great West College Hockey Podcast. And starting next Thursday, folks, the new podcast covering the AHL, the Pro Hockey West Report. Um, Stephen and I will be there for you. So we don't All have right. to keep we don't have to keep slipping it in this show. We'll have a whole show to, to talk about just AHL and NHL stuff. And we Pro certainly Hockey. will. That's coming up next week. So thanks again for tuning in early. Uh, this will be up and uh, available for download very shortly, and you'll be able to listen to it at the uh, regular seven thirty hour as well. So good night, everybody.